0: TikTok. Hey, hope everybody's having a great Friday. Hey, don't let anything that's negative in your life dictate the rest of your life. Does that make sense? Hey, we all go through some hard times. We all go through some emotional stressors, maybe at work, maybe at home, whatever it may be. Don't let that dictate who you are and how you react to the rest of the things that life throws at you. Does that make sense? Like if you're feeling pissed off and angry all morning or all day, You're going to take that energy and you're going to present it to everybody else that surrounds you. Your loved ones, your soldiers, whoever it may be. You're going to use that negative energy and it's just going to make everything worse. Try to be positive. Pick something positive in life that's going really well. Use that positive energy and let that dictate the rest of your day. We can harp on the negatives. We can harp on the bad things that are going on in life. It's not gonna help us. It's not gonna help us move forward. Stay strong, keep pushing, drive on. Happy Friday. What's up trash talkers? Hitting you up this morning
1: with a special promo on how to dress when you're doing PT in civilians but you want everybody to know you're an army. This comes from the Buddy Beckwith fashion design of how to work out. So first, you can notice the RI panties. Not ranger panties, but ranger instructor panties. The green socks. The knee brace for the old guys. Don't forget the M-frames. Now, the shirt. Don't wear the Trash Talk shirt while you're running. This is just for the promo. You want to put on like an 80-second shirt or like your favorite airborne shirt so everybody knows that you're a veteran. That's the most important thing. And you start with this stretch. Buddy Beckwith taught me this one. Ah, Ready to go.
2: So, I'm walking out of the gas station and my co-worker who's an old MP but we still claim him uh, and he has engaged the man in conversation not much for conversation with strangers but he's got the he's got the tab so as I walk by I say airborne and the man responds with and I quote oora. so After I instructed my coworker to slash every single tire before he put the car in gear, I looked for the biggest rock. Uh, As I crow hopped to throw it through his back window so he can stop posing as one of us, um, I actually wake up and realize that the man's ignorance had incapacitated me for a moment, and I was daydreaming. I mean, because in that moment, you got two options. I chose the third option and said, incorrect. That's an incorrect response. And I kept walking. The man said nothing, and he pulled away. So you tell me. What is it, a Stolen Valor thing? No Marine's gonna have an airborne tab and no paratrooper's gonna say hit an oorah. So, you tell me, Stolen Valor.
1: Hey y'all, going to war. I left, babe, I left
0: you too, on the, on the refrigerator. I love y'all, I'm gonna go. Hey, go get
3: dressed. get ready for school.
1: You're doing great.
2: Now we're
4: just 2 around, two-one along, two-one along.
0: Shit! Bad guys! Stop!
1: enjoy
3: the show what's up
1: sports fans are you looking for a job do you want to change in careers do you want to own your own business i got the answer for you this show is brought to you by fleetex Techs. fleetex Techs is partnering with veterans with mechanical or electronic experience fleetex specializes in on-site deployment of gps tracking equipment and cameras for fleet vehicles across our nation check out what they do at www.fleettex.com. Apply today. Currently targeting veterans living in Michigan, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Tennessee. Local work and travel opportunities may be available in other areas. Fleet proudly supports our military, its service members, our veterans, and their families. Enjoy the show.
3: This is the
4: Veteran
1: Trash Talk Hour,
4: hosted by Nick Dave, Joe, and Buddy,
5: real warriors, making fun of other real warriors, Try to not get triggered.
1: <laughs> Talkers, Gruntworks Nation, what's up? Hey, we're here with an early rendition of the Trash Talk Hour, and I think we're on episode like 102 or something like that. Uh, Dave couldn't make it. We have a busy weekend. Uh, I got my daughter and my wife's birthday uh, Saturday, Sunday, and... Uh, Dave's, Dave's daughter is doing something like horseback riding or something like that for another party or something. It's just, it's just, uh, but, uh, and then we were supposed to have another, we have a, you know, a hodgepodge here and we were supposed to have a special guest host, uh, as well, but he is tied up right now with a couple of generals at a gate. We won't say, uh, we won't say what base that is, but he just wants me to let the trash talk community know that these two generals did not get laid last night and they're being menaces at the gate. So, mm-hmm. uh, if you're watching this and there's a hold up at a gate with two generals, then you know what I'm talking about. But other than that, I hey, welcome, welcome to uh, Chris Kerber is here. Uh-oh. He's been on the show a few times. He's, uh, he's filling in for Dave. And then, of course, our guest, Mickey <laughs> Severson, uh, Severson uh, either who, way, who's author. It doesn't really matter. We don't nah. really care. But, uh, right. anyways, a uh, big shout out to our sponsors. As seen the back, 10th Mountain Whiskey, go to 10thMountainWhiskey.com and put in the code VTT, get yourself a discount. And then, Fleet Text, you heard the ad. Seriously, guys, if you need a job, or girls, if you need a job, right, and you want to do some work, some good work, they're, they're hiring veterans. All you got to do is go to sleeptext.com and then make it happen. So, ah, we got a, we got a fun crew today. We're going to start off like we normally do with the conspiracy. We brought in, you know, we we fired yes. Dave on this, and we brought in the experts. So this should be yeah. a pretty freaking solid uh, conspiracy. So, Chris, take it away. All right. So
5: no tin tinfoil hat today, but – I wanted to I wanted to grace the uh, show with my uh, presence here, so we're going to talk a little bit about something. As soon as I say the, the topic, it's already going to take off from there. So, who's heard of Adrenochrome? Chrome? All right, nope. conspiracy? No, nope. never heard of that. Nope. Okay. Mm. I thought we were. I thought we were. Nobody's heard of Adreno Chrome. Okay. Adreno Chrome. Okay. No, Sorry, not, I'm gonna go with some type of uh adrenaline boosting. All right. So before before Metal. I I don't wanna epstein myself here, but I'm gonna let you know. <laughs> Adrenalcomb <laughs> is real as fuck and it runs <clears throat> it runs our world. So um if you know about adrenal I don't know, but TikTok tells me it's a real thing as well. So uh adrenal chrome, right? It's yeah. got to be real. If it's on the oh, internet. We're not even getting a TikTok no <laughs> Nope. TikTok is usually pretty pretty mm-hmm. right. So right. me and my me and my proud boys here. We uh we we know Adrenochrome is real. What is it? What is it? Adrenochrome. Chrome. It's it's disgusting. First off, all right. So Adrenal Chrome is literally the the blood that's secreted from a small child because they're scared to death of of what's going on and. Uh, these satanics—they—they they drink it, all right. So it's, it's the fountain of youth. Apparently, uh, I don't know. Ask. Like ask stem cells. What... So
2: it's like it is stem cell, yeah. So That's...
4: it's some like Old Testament Bail Astaroth type crap, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've heard of that. I've heard something about that.
5: So yeah. The Illuminati. The Illuminati. There you go. Yeah. What... Bale yeah, Astroth. Old Testament know. stuff. Gotcha.
1: <laughs> so what's what's the conspiracy? So the
5: conspiracy is that, you know, that is, you know, the people that run the show, the people that, you know, put us into those wars, they do what they do. The Illuminati, those are the people that the satanic rituals the 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 eating of flesh it's it's all a conspiracy but it all adrenochrome you know if you look at epstein and the clintons or you know the obama whoever uh you know they all have been on this boat right and they go to this this mystical island it's kind of like pinocchio actually uh, but they 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 rode onto the boat to the pleasure island the epstein island uh little saint george and they they Scare the babies and they drink the blood. I don't know. That's what I've heard. Now, right?
4: are we talking like the 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 bale god with that's metal and they put the baby on it and melts to death? Some. No, I, th- like I think
1: I think what we have to answer here is we'll go with, we'll go to Chris first. Is, Chris, do you believe in the what, the Adrenochrome mm-hmm. uh, philosophy of the world elites drinking baby blood so that they can live forever and rule us? Does this exist? I do. Absolutely. Well, go with uh, Chris because he's uh, a guest host as well today. Our producer, the fake Asian in the background. What's your take on the elite drinking baby's blood? Hmm. Okay, so you're 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 on the fence. You don't really know. So it it could exist, but probably not. Is that what you're going with?
3: Mhm. Really? Like vampires.
1: <laughs> for now. Well, do you think there's any correlation between these guys and then the alien vampires that we talked about before that like that drink the cow's blood? Like is it just like have they evolved from because we were from aliens according to Dave. So then then the then now instead of cow's blood we just figured out that fetal blood is better for you.
3: Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Mickey. What say you, dude? This is Old Testament
4: stuff, man. It, it, I, I'm in the I'm in the Bible belt style. So, for if, based on, if I were to tell this to my pastor, dude, this is this is this is the old, this is lipstick on a pig from the Old Testament, dude. So yeah, that it's not even. Solomon once said, there is nothing new under the sun. This is just re this, yeah, so this is repackaged old Testament stuff to throw people off. That's all this is. So yeah, I can, I, based on what I went through my time in Baghdad, this is, this couldn't be outside the realm of possibility if like, if it, if it
1: tried to be, it's totally believable. Okay. Yeah. Cause yeah, when you go, people don't realize when you go to Iraq, especially on the rivers, that's some, some of the oldest, uh, Oldest known places on the planet under record mm-hmm. and, and structures. So yeah, there's definitely. I always yeah. made a joke. I said that the Iraqis created algebra, then they for some reason just stopped reading. So uh, I may, hate them may, for maybe, it. Maybe maybe they were drinking the wrong blood, and then yeah, yeah, they're they need to be dick punched for creating algebra. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go like I I, I do believe <clears throat> that the satanic rituals are real. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean they've they've already happened before and. Again, truly, when you look at any type of faith without getting too into religion, but mm-hmm. any, type of, any type of faith, right, it gets corrupted by power and greed, right? Mm-hmm. So the best faith to go to would be satanic, right? Because that's nothing but about yourself, right? And, you know, making yourself live longer, right? Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, the pleasures of the flesh, Right, mm-hmm. all that stuff, you just get to glorify all of it. I always made a joke. I said, I'd either be like a, a Mormon or like, you know, whatever, if I change something, because then you just have celestial sex for the rest of your life. I don't know mm-hmm. how that works. That's another, that's another conspiracy. And their I, giant spiritual diapers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, but oh, that's the greatest movie ever. But so, like, would it surprise me if that these global elites from these, and I said, there's a difference between the, the, like, the Sachs brothers, the people who control the financial portion. And then the people who you know actually run the mob, right? I think yeah. I think those are two different groups of people, in my opinion. We can spin off into another conspiracy. But where I'm at right now for the World Balloon Festival for the birthdays, there's actually the most elite university out here in New Mexico, hmm. right? The College of the the Ameri- uh, College of the Worlds, right? Where all the elites send their kids. Really? Why? Why is it out in New Mexico? Right. right? And it's like it's in a castle. Okay. okay and it's like and then there's another area here uh right right by us that's out in the mountains because there's beautiful country up here in you know new mexico and santa fe areas but like uh you know you have they have the most millionaires per capita in that one little area hmm. and then they have the most phds per capita in that one little area and it's like and then colorado where the new world order airport is right right oh. that's that's that that's uh, only a three hour drive from my tin full on right now that's that. only about a three and a half four hour drive from here right so it's like it's this little puddle jump over there but so yeah i i we, we kind of covered this before but i don't know i'm on the fence about the actual drinking of the baby's blood hmm. so i can
4: believe it at this point really i mean is from 2020 on it's been revelation meets jumanji so i can believe it at this point you know
1: <laughs> so yeah there's a bunch of wild stuff going on uh so yeah i, th- I think that uh that handles that. And what, you know, uh, our guest host was supposed to come on and tell us something that would behoove us to listen to. But like I said, he's uh, dealing with generals that didn't get laid last night. Uh, and they're, they're,
3: yeah, just, just making beat in. their
1: face at the front gate. Generals do feel privileged, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was, uh, that's a, that's something I kind of wanted to chat about that was on my brain. And I, you know how I troll on Facebook. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's not really, it's not really a book of Earl today. But, you know, you you see here, we have this, you know, this individualism, right? That's, Mm -hmm. you know, take America's always been about individualism, Mm -hmm. right? And it's not necessarily a bad thing, right? It's when it's like, because, you know, I have, I'm going to go do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go make the money the way I want. Now, here's what I always say. If you want to be part of a community, if you want the resources that that community provides, then you do what the community wants you to do. All right. That's when you have to drop Mm -hmm. your individualism. All right, so if you want good schools, good firemen, good cops, pay the taxes, homie, right? Like, you know, do, you know, make sure they have a living wage, All right, You want to go live out in the woods? Go live out in the woods, All right? Get off the grid. Then you don't got to worry about it. But here's where I get a little chappy with the veterans. And this, I'm, like I said, I'm on my little private, you know, war with U.S. what the army, what the fuck moments. Uh, not with, you know, the, not the people I know there, but the admins are just out of control, every. me. Mm-hmm. Right? And they're just, they're posting stuff that, yeah, you, oh, I mean <laughs> but again, again, I don't want to put the throw the term woke out there because then you then then we have to cult, cultivate the narrative intelligence cuz then somebody'll come out and say well woke actually means aware. You know and you it's know. like oh here we go. Now we're spinning and talking about whatever. But so I'm just going to say here comes the individualism on steroids in the military now. Mm-hmm. Right? To where you actually have people who buy into this let's feel sorry for the you know the the general only officer latrine all right, that was the picture that I started commenting on. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna bet you a bazillion dollars that that general did not have somebody put that sign up. I'm just I'm just it's somebody was it's, kissing his ass. Some major kissing his ass oh, put it up you there. Know it. You and know I it. And, and, and I guarantee you if there's a Joe going in a general's bathroom where the general's headquarters is, it's probably like you know, his driver or like the you know, the the sharp rep or right? yeah. somebody <laughs> like that, you know, like like that that. Like, that's who hangs out in division headquarters, <laughs> like, right? Like, nah, the dude probably works there. Yeah, right? like, yeah I'm sure guy, th- it might be his camo guy. You know? Yeah, it might be his combo guy, you know. Right. Like, chaplain's assistant, I don't know. Like, you know. So it's like, I'm sure the general's not going to be like, hey, get out of my bathroom, all right? So here's where the individualism takes over. Somebody actually writes on WWE moments, well, he's no better than anyone else. Yes, he is, okay? Mm-hmm. He's a fucking general, okay? Yeah. Do you have, do you have like, do you have like six like master's degrees from like war colleges and stuff like that? You know, this is where we start to destroy our army from within when we start thinking that generals shouldn't be looking up and out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Up and out is what generals are supposed to be looking at, mm-hmm. right? Putting us, are our, our the ground fighters, you know, putting us in the right spot at the right time to win the war, mm-hmm. right? That's their job. And yes, they're better at it than the average soldier, okay? They're way better at it. And mm-hmm. guess what? Their days never end. That's why they're at a gate right now yelling at somebody, okay? Those generals. And then until you get to like four-star, that's when you have your big staffs where even your, your servants have servants, right? Like, like, But after that, you're, that dude's traveling all day. You know, his, his day starts at 3 a.m., probably ends at 1,900, 2,000. So if he needs five minutes to shower, guess what? He's more important than everybody fucking else in that room, right? So that's just understand that with the Army. And that's where even with the DOD, when we talk about what's the role of an NCO, right? Now that differs by branch. But when it goes pretty much like the Marine and the the Army, where you're not a technical sergeant, right? You're probably a fighter. You're a team leader, you you know, something like that. It's your job to take care of soldiers. It's your job to manage them, to make sure that they don't waste their time. It's not the generals, mm-hmm. right? It's not even the colonels, right? Like, it's like a lot of times, if you go talk to a colonel, he'll be like, what's happening? Right? Because he's not supposed to care, right? Mm-hmm. right? He should care as a human being, but he, it's not his job. Like, you literally, like, think about running a private organization where you have 40 employees that are supposed to do jobs and be a team, right? Mm-hmm. And then when you're in a, in a in a private sector and somebody just doesn't want to do their job or help the team, guess what we do? We fire them. Why? You know, like because that's what you're supposed to do. And now everybody wants a pat in the back for doing what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like I'm sorry, good job. Like, don't I pay you fifty two thousand dollars a year for that? Like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> right? Like. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Now, when you go outside and help the team by going outside of your scope because you're an actual team player and not an individual, right, that's when, you know, that's when you get a good – that's when you get an attaboy, right? That's Mm -hmm. when you get a pay raise. That's when you get something like that, you know? So that's kind of just what I want to cover for a little bit. You know,
3: who's that?
1: But – but what i'm going to say is americans have always been individuals right and like it's kind of it's kind of taught to us and then when you get you so so here's where the crazies come out on the left and the right to where they think that they're free but then they want to control everybody else Mm -hmm. you know and it's like i'm glad you have that opinion is it okay that i have mine Right. And, you know, a far left or a far right person will just start, you know, they'll, they'll lose their shit. Like, yeah. No, like, no, you're not allowed to have your own opinion. Mine's the one. Oh, OK. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, But yeah, that's So that's a uh, that's what I got for today. That's uh, off the cuff because uh, somebody else was supposed to deliver the, you know, the motivational speech of what the hell is going wrong with our society today. But uh, what do you guys think about that? Our gen- How about that? Here's a conspiracy. Are generals better than a staff sergeant?
4: <clears throat> they're better
5: at they're they're they might be better in their particular specialty for the military yeah um it uh depends on how many stars we're talking about mm-hmm. for sure
4: now if it was a warrant officer i'd say no you know <laughs> there's a cw5 i actually saw one once out of the corner of my eye for like half a second they're the best period Okay, they, uh, I guarantee you a CW five doesn't get out of bed for anything less than a one star. I'll bet
1: money. So. Well, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you got usually a lot in the what is it in the fires uh, units here. You got a CW five works at the brigade fires, so like mm-hmm. you know, like that's somebody there like that. But no, yeah, let me let me maybe phrase it a different way. Uh, not are they better because obviously that could be better than a general a lot of things. But mm-hmm. when it comes to the army and strategic planning and time use of the day, whose time is more important? The general. Yeah, we'll give you that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, we got a a, a lot of comments coming on here from one from Elizabeth Smith that she says with any rise in any organization comes with added perks. A general compared to a CEO is like, like, yeah, like that's that's the boss, Mm -hmm. you know. And then uh, you got uh, Nana says it depends if they have common sense. It's hard to come by nowadays. There you go. Remember, (laughs) common sense is uh, relative. OK, and that's where I think we're losing the common sense of what the military is like. So like, it's, it's not common sense to say that, that like that, you know, nobody's more important than somebody else in the military.
4: Okay. Here's what I'm going to say. Um, let me jump in just real quick cause my brain's in the blender. Um, I used to, I, I usually refer to wokeness as mental masturbation gone mad. Okay. Uh, you got, you got some, you've got some more conservative, uh, Christian pastors like in the celebrity class that they, they don't want that to be there, but, they they call it downright satanic because it's just it's just it's all about <clears throat> it's it, it's it's about their savior complex that they want to just unleash on the world because that participation trophy thing fed just ballooned their ego so yeah i i i'll, I'll I will, I think people need to get some perspective on where they are in the grand scheme of things, you know. And you'll get that downrange. That's a problem. A lot of these guys are slick sleeve that that have never been downrange and don't get it on that level.
1: That's part of the problem. Yeah, and, and again, the army made a song about. It. Like I said I'm army. Chris was army. Uh, you were army for after the Marine Corps. Yeah. But it's like you know the, they made a song about it. it says the army is going to keep rolling along. Yeah. Right. Like is. no no matter what you think is wrong with the army, there, which some of it's a lot of it's just Mm-hmm. but Like it's just going to keep going. And it's like are you going to whine about it or are you going to do something about it? But I think uh whining about a general getting a you know piss and peace or something like that, like whatever dude. Like I'm what are you what, what are you doing near where the general's bathroom is anyways? And guess what? I get gar- Yeah, and I get gar- but I said I guarantee you the general wouldn't give a shit if you went in there. No, mm-hmm. you won't. Right? But you as a member of an organization, if you even see that sign and you don't have the common sense like Nana's talking about where did the general put that sign up? Probably not, right? And it's like, but somebody's like, no, this dude, like, we don't, like, it's it bothers maybe the office when they see the general walk to the bathroom and maybe walk back, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like, like, well, right, yeah, and then, and I'm. DoD installations. You can also have Gold Star families as an authorized spot, and uh, you know, women, pregnant women, right? Which kind of falls under the same thing as, uh, and yes, to people, pregnant women. Okay, (laughs) women, all right. But I'm going to use that. Is that is that right? But uh, okay, birthing persons. Yeah, yeah. We don't don't need we don't need to get into that. But now I get the distinct pleasure of introducing our guest, which he's been. Oh man, he's been a part of this community and page for a long time and you know we you know we, we love him for it. I think we banned him like 3 times. We brought him back on. He's been mm-hmm. blocked. Uh you know we reestablished his permissions mm-hmm. because Mickey says whatever Mickey wants and then he doesn't understand sometimes that you know as again, as part of the whole community <laughs> Yeah, as part of the whole community goes, we can't sacrifice the whole community because you want to bitch about, you know, something. Right. right, like we just we can't do it. I'm glad you. I'm glad you're upset about what Hillary Clinton did, but it just doesn't matter. Yeah, you know? I. So like, it's just...
4: <laughs> I'm beginning to think I've got
1: impulse control issues. It's starting to scare me a little bit. No, except we talk a little. bit Like you heard, we talk a little bit of politics and wokeness mm-hmm. on the show. But when it comes to the page, this may be a good plug for the page of veteran trash talk. Yeah, is you know it exists to almost as like a veteran one stop. Mm-hmm. right yeah. but an actual one that's not a non-profit that doesn't you know employ 700 psychologists it actually is like when you come there and say i'm having a bad day mm-hmm. right the, the community is supposed to help yeah right? the community like it's amazing when somebody says, hey anybody live in montana and i'm like i don't know anybody that's in montana now i know like seven all right like I now i know seven people that live in montana that's like half the population yeah and that's what I love about this page. As far as a
4: love and support, y'all are just off the charts. I got to say that. I will say that with without reservation. That's why I love you guys so much. I mean, just, and it's quick. Like, you guys
1: are, like, Speedy Gonzalez fast, dude. Yeah, and that's a big credit to our admin. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know if Chris is still an admin. I think we fired no, him a few I've, times. I've, but, I've, yeah. I've been promoted. Since. He's been <laughs> promoted. He's on the board of directors for the admin. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right. No, hey, no! Big shout out to all of our admin and moderators. They do great stuff, and you know, like you know, we got like VTT's OE two five four. You know, mm-hmm. you got VTT's Pacific Tita. You got Voice of Reason. Well, she's probably not gonna be happy about my some of my comments earlier, but oh well. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> it's, sorry, sorry, Lita. But um, you know, and then you know, we like if I probably, you know we got Kevin. All right, Kevin's a wild card. We don't ever know like what he's thinking, but he does mm-hmm. a lot of great things. You know, mm-hmm. we got Cliff. Yeah, we got we got you know VTT's mental health warrior and Cliff. We got all these guys that do all these great things. And uh, mm-hmm. and again, so just like we talk about with making the generals day hard, you know, if like when you message all the admin about why you don't like how our page runs, mm-hmm. it's like we just go give a fuck what you think, mm-hmm. right? Like these guys, they they're, they are putting <clears throat> in the hours of trying to make sure we can help. A veteran when they need help yeah all right and that and that we can just have fun and a good time if nobody needs help that day it's okay to have fun too guys mm-hmm. but uh yeah a little little spin-off there but mickey's been known for veteran trash talk for a while and he's been trying to get on the show and he finally sent us his book i don't know if my thing's going to show it but we did not deserve the crapper all right and uh it's uh i because i'm in i'm in school right now i didn't get to read the whole book before the show but i got about six chapters done uh, in, 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 <laughs> in between so there's a lot of good stuff to, in fact the way you drank your first beer mm-hmm. is exactly the way I drank my first beer. The nice. exact same way. So yep. Mickey was a Marine. And now we get to say a former Marine because he switched over to the army. Mm-hmm. Like most Marines do. They realize that they made a poor choice. Uh and you know, then they, they realize that they actually want to go like, you know, get promoted. what a concept holy but hey Hey. mickey mickey welcome to the show talk a little bit about your service talk about your book what you want the book to accomplish what it has it accomplished and uh all that good stuff so welcome to the trash talk hour
4: thank you thank you um the reason i wrote the book um it's a promise kept because i was in a gym in lacrosse wisconsin one night uh, I was talking to this dude and I was in, I know I was in a bad place. My sleep cycle was upside down and I'm working out late at night. So I'm, I told a story. I don't even remember what to- story I told. I was talking to this random weightlifter and he's like, dude, you should write a book. And it's one of those rare moments where my brain wasn't spinning like a, like a centrifugal separator for nuclear fissile material. You know what I'm saying? Nope. I just no like a blend. Okay, we'll, just, <laughs> we'll call it a nuclear blender. My brain was spinning like a nuclear blender, right? It stopped, and without even thinking, I got on my laptop on Facebook Messenger way back in the day, back in like 2012, I want to say.
1: Yeah. Way
4: back in the day. Holy crap! I'm old. Um, and I got on. I messaged all four of the four of the guys. That I the original four from Compound Three, which is where all that took place, all the stupid stuff in Baghdad took place. I said, I want to tell our story. I is, if you are ninety nine percent sure, the book dies here. Three minutes later, uh, the the uh, Hawkeye McGee character in in Afghanistan at the time chimes in, "I got your back, do it." Three hours later, the other three guys chime in, one of whom is which is dead now, and we'll get to that in a little bit um they chimed in and said we got your back and it uh uh, my now former publishing my now former publishing consultant said it takes three to ten years to write a good book so yeah it was one of those it's like the the hobbit i'm going on an adventure it was one of those rare moments where i wasn't thinking myself into oblivion i just started doing it okay
1: Okay. so that's how that happened um so yeah tell us a little bit about like your service and like how that like you know and where how, where you bounced around from. And then again, you've already there in the book, like I said, there's characters, right? And mm-hmm. I, I've seen this before in a lot of in some veteran books where they they don't want to say the names of people. So right. they, they, they change it to you know just mm-hmm. you know characters. So I like how that's done as well. Yeah. But uh yeah, talk about you know, talk a little bit about that service that, that had to be done into the book. Like you had to tell your story. Because oh. like, we love it, and authors usually do really well on this show because like that's also a part of therapy of is writing. Okay, like write it out okay, um, it
4: originally started in in Lacrosse there's a Lacrosse vet center there. my my guy said I should write a book because it would be cathartic for me. and it's originally started out. Um, okay go okay Fob Crapper, also known as Camp Cropper and I can say it now because I was it was on the Fox News ticker back when I first got home. I was in a crappy little planet fitness. What year was this? Uh, I want to say 2010. okay they literally they literally talk about camp Cropper they, we handed over. We handed the base over to them, and they waited about a week before they started killing detainees. And it's like, wow, that's awfully polite of you. Now that that was what that was one of the things that started it in my head. And there's another moment. Um, I was driving to my cousin's place and I rear-ended a guy and, and he had a minivan. It was it was rainy and slick, and I didn't stop at time. He grabs his daughter, and I have the most unbelievable flashback like the fact that I I my body was violently shaking inside and I was on the verge of just losing it like completely losing it and that's what started the process and because we were the only internment facility in in all of Iraq to house juveniles okay that was and there were two juvenile murders
1: you talk about in the per- book too. You talk about yeah. uh, you talk about the book too, where they didn't have birth certificates, and so that. so oh, okay. I'll have, tell you that so, one quick. Okay. Yeah.
4: So there, there are two examples of that. Um, there was this one poor kid. I'm pretty sure he was 18, but it was like he kept saying he was 17. Okay. And, and he's seven from the top, comes down with his birth certificate. I'm 17. I'm 17. And then he's like, now, so as as he's walking across the the main drag from the from the juvenile zone to the adult zone. All the adults were like, "tight ass, tight ass, tight ass, tight ass," <laughs> and we're like, "oh, oh, he's." So... The next morning, he didn't have a tight ass, and he wasn't walking right. Jeez. He was not. He he was he was he was on his tippy toes with his with his legs spread apart, walking around because yeah, they they wore his ass. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, you know, for for people that you know. When we, This is a good segue into a point that I've always said about, like, the horrors of war. Mm -hmm. All right? And everybody thinks, like, Normandy shells landing on the beach. Yeah. It's like, no, you see things that are just awful. Yeah. Like, awful. Like, things that are disgusting that, like, like, no, humans aren't supposed to do that. And so, yeah. Yeah. But that's for the audience because we have civilians that watch, too. It's like, these are things that, you know, we make jokes about them because that's how we get over it. It's right, called gallows humor. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. We deal with what we've seen with a little bit of humor. I'm right? going to throw. Not,
4: yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Let me just real quick. The goal of the book, to give you the goal real quick, I want the veteran to read it, hand it to the civilian, and say, you will be pop quiz. And to your point, I want the civilian to say, this is the shit you do downrange where we're not looking when the cameras aren't. Running? This is the shit that really goes on. Are you? And you're like, Yup. And I share my story as completely and bluntly as possible, so you, the veteran, can share yours as selectively as possible, as comfortable as you feel. So I'm taking one. I'm the guy in the group that's taking one for the team. You know, you want to get to the bridesmaid, so I gotta get. I gotta get. I gotta. I gotta get the chubby one that's that's sexually frustrated. That's the gatekeeper. That's me doing that for you guys one more time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Look, I I picked up on that when reading it. And we know, again, we always say that on the community is that stop lumping all veterans into the same bubble because we're not, we're not the same. We have different experiences. We have Mm -hmm. shared experiences. We Mm -hmm. have, you know, we have different values even, you know, but you know, there should be the values of like what the military is supposed to stand for what Mm -hmm. it's supposed to do. Uh, And that pretty much covers it. They've had that for a while, Mm -hmm. but yeah. So like when you read that people will ask me, you know, Hey, did that really happen? And I'm Mm -hmm. like, not to me right but that may probably did happen to him that's Mm -hmm. not outside the realm of possibility Mm -hmm. right like did you ever kill a civilian yeah uh yeah you know and it really sucked you know and like (laughs) because nobody really wants to do that there are sick people on this planet that do want to do that but Mm -hmm. like that's a very like no man like so sometimes it happens sometimes it doesn't so for the Mm -hmm. civilians watching that's exactly what he's saying is that's a good idea with all the veteran books that we bring on here is like you know, read it and then go ask your buddy, you know, your neighbor, you know, I was like, Hey, is this, is this real? You know? And then he mm-hmm. might be like, nah, not, but that's cause that's his perspective. That's mm-hmm. what he saw as a veteran. But yeah. yeah, you were getting into it about, uh, about, about the jail. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the thing about that, that was
3: a
4: combination transition prison and minimum security prison. They were transferring from, one of my guys that I randomly met, he was a prison guard down in Buka, so that was one of the big prisons. With it, this was a transition and a minimum security prison. So you'd either go to Buka down south, and there's a there a prison up somewhere up north near Iran. Uh, <clears throat> I didn't really know. I knew the, the two primary prisons I knew about was Camp Cropper and Buka. For, and it, it, it the problem was before before I got there they did it before i got there but before they started segregating prisoners you had bath party officials and elite republican guard getting arrested on purpose so they could hide out in the prisons because they weren't they weren't um they weren't segregating people they didn't have like compound five yet which i never got to write about because they were everybody and their mother had an nda non-disclosure agreement on crop uh, on compound five and i talked to my guy. One guy about it, he said, shut the fuck up and stop asking me about a compound five because I can't talk about it. Right. But yeah, um, they, 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 that's where they were putting the elite Republican guard and the uh, bath party officials because, yeah. And what they were doing, they were teaching, they they were forced multiplying the prisoners, teaching them all, like you could, they taught them how to make drywall out of toothpaste. They taught, you know, I mean, they were turning shank, they were turning concrete rebar into shanks, you know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that's what that was, and they were, and the once the the the, the problem, the other problem is that we compounded it with, they were getting stipends, monthly stipends to live there, to be in the prison. So some of them would reoffend in prison just to stay there longer to get a stipend so they could have more money.
3: Yeah. So I, they I, were
4: whoop, they were whooping each other, they were murdering each other, they were raping each other to no end.
1: I mean, no man love Thursday. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So yeah, well I, yeah, Rebecca just jumped out. What's up, Rebecca? She's a she's a good fan of ours and a big uh, contributor on the page as well. Um, and yeah, we're a little we're, we went a little early today because we got a lot of birthdays in the family we got to celebrate this weekend. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, that's a good point. And then again, to help put give scope to it, uh, mm-hmm. and to you know the people watching is you think you might know about tribal warfare, mm-hmm. right? Because you've read about it somewhere or mm-hmm. you know this that. Uh, like when you actually see it in person, like it's insane. Right. So we had when I was deployed back in 06 one time, we the Al Qaeda attack tried to overrun everybody. Well, they didn't succeed, but they smoked a lot of the IPs, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, and then a lot of the IPs fled, right? Mm-hmm. And then we killed a bunch of them and then it stopped. <laughs> all right. But um they brought in so the, the SF team that was embedded with us brings down brings down a battalion of Iraqi army. Mm-hmm. Right. And there were Shia. Right. <laughs> and then and it was a heavy, heavy Sunni city, but it, it had a Shia monument there. Right. Oh. That was really important. Ooh. So that monument kept getting blown up, i.e., the Golden Mosque. Right. So oh it kept getting blown up. So now you've got people who are actual trained army who are really upset with the whole community. Oh, yeah. Just, because again, 99% of that city didn't care about the mosque. Okay. But because they're Sunni, Mm-hmm. right the shia yeah. th- that's exactly what they, they come down and go hey watch these guys and he's like because if you let them go they'll murder this entire city
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know yep. like just like that and people yep. are like no way yeah way yes yeah way like they will they will murder all of them so, well like, here's yeah. the let me
4: share something with you about kind of from the book the shia in, in islam are outnumbered like eight to eight or ten to one on a good day so they're what i like to call nuts out of necessity Yeah, they – they, well, I pissed them off by saying Salman Rushdie is my best uh, – Salman Rushdie, Ani Habibi. Ani Habibi means my loving friend, is my loving friend. And I said – the Shia hated me after that. They called me Sweech, which is crazy, and Mushkala, which is trouble. So, yeah, the the, the Shia are nuts out of necessity. So, yeah, Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, but that's why I was just trying to give scope to these people like that, to the civilians watching or somebody doesn't understand what tribal warfare actually looks it's, like. Yeah, but, they... Uh, yeah, their shit is savage, dude. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's it, it's almost to the point where it's I mean, like, Man, you the what? Like, we had yeah. an we had an interpreter that was, like, gathering an arsenal. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why do you have all that shit? And he goes, because when you leave, I'm going to go kill all the Kurds. <laughs> I was like, okay. Good goal, buddy. <laughs> like, have fun. But... <laughs> Holy shit. But Hey, where can people get your book
4: right now? It's on Amazon, On Amazon. And I'm working on, um, I'm kind of doing a transition from one, um, uh, publishing consultant to another, uh, so we can get things back up and running properly. Uh, you can go on Amazon, you can look for it. Um, we did not deserve the crapper. Uh, my, my two, my two transitional consultants are going to have a meeting today and, and, Pound that out so we can get that. So that's all kosher again. So yeah, just go on Amazon. We did not deserve the crapper. I'll I'll send you a link and you can post that and we'll just we'll go from there. Yeah. And the, <clears throat> so yeah, that's that's what's going on with that. All
1: right. And then uh so again, you were were you in the Marines in 2010, or did you no, I spent RV? my
4: first four years from nineteen ninety four to nineteen ninety eight in the Marine Corps. Um I'll tell you real quick how that happened my I was uh, I was a uh, 18 year old kid uh I was driving my aunt and I were and my sister were driving back to my aunt's place and I pissed off my aunt because you know I got a big mouth and I'd yeah and she was getting mad at me we she we she, she this is way up on the north side of Milwaukee normally she didn't she got off in an on an exit that she normally never gets off on like at so, Hampton I think so. I, th- yeah. I, I think so. It, there's yeah. a ho- it, was, it was it was a homeless sh- it was a Goodwill homeless shelter, so it was it was farther north than that. I think. Um, so she she pulls in. She's driving this giant ass Pontiac Catalina. Catalina, it's it's two Priuses long almost. Okay. <laughs> she pulls in, and the, the 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 trunk is big enough to hold an entire fire team, like jocked up fire team, you know. Um, and she drops. she grabs my box of stuff. She, th- she walks in and she throws it on the, on the floor. And she, she's in front of the desk. She goes to sign me in. I'm looking off to the right at this homeless dude who I could smell as well as I could see. He was holding a bottle of whiskey. He had the, the trench coat on the whole nine. He stunk and he he was drunk. And it was a combination of B.O. and whiskey, you know? So my aunt says to me, she, she says, it's either this or the United States military. I look at him. I look at her. (laughs) I look back at him,
1: and I said, "Fuck that! I'm not going out that way. I'm not going to the military." You guys having a great time? He's drunk at 9 a.m.
4: Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. No shit.
1: Yeah, I'll go find him.
4: I'll, I'll I'll go find him. Anyways, yeah. So when when I chose the the Marine Corps because I was I was only getting a GED because you know I my again my brain spins all the time and I can't focus to save my life sometimes. She said, "You know what? I figured you'd be dumb enough to pick the hardest one." So, and then oh. I got out of the Marine Corps in '98 simply because, you know, the Marine Infantry Division is like a black hole; it just sucks you in. You know, you, you it's like a Roach Motel—you get in, but you don't get out. And it's like, I want to get promoted. I want to be a tech. I want to be a, a legit technician. So I joined the Army and the National Guard, where Marine, where Marine, where young Marine motivation goes to die horribly. <laughs> Then I went join the reserves in an, oh, in two thousand one, and I that's where I got
1: my both of my deployments in. Yeah, so not so much a weekend a month, huh? Yeah, like yeah. I, I can <laughs> finally get the one weekend a month my ass T-shirt. So yeah, that, there you go. Yeah, that, well, there we, you go. We we, well, need no, we no, we came up with that already. We got the I got your six one weekend a month. So like. <laughs>
4: there you go. And do a variation one weekend a month my ass G or something like that. That'd be cool. Yeah, but for yeah, sure. Yeah. The, the, the thing about my military service, I was raised by a Vietnam vet and I always, I always repressed myself personally and professionally because I, he, he would have flashbacks. And I'm like, that's in me. I have to control that. And I really didn't develop myself professionally because I'd be, stand, I'd probably be cursing people out and standing in the process of standing up to, for myself like I was fighting my father all over again so I really that's one of my big regrets is not developing myself professionally I I was I was a career I was a career E4 Mafia member and a technician I was content in that little space and I should have I should have not been so content so there you go
1: yeah there you go um but all right also tell us about the Wyatt Earp of
4: Uh yeah, he I met him in La Cro- in Lacrosse, Wisconsin. He is one of the reasons I am so protective of my guys. When I say protective, I mean you remember that bear that consumed 88 pounds of Coke? Yeah. I'm that's me when I when protecting my guys because I'm literally interviewing this guy on a couch in La Crosse, Wisconsin for his story. Okay. He was a prison guard and he he pissed off Saddam Hussein's nephew, who was in that prison. Okay, there's this Fanta drink. Saddam's nephew wanted the Fanta. Oh, you're gonna, ladies, you're gonna, use, you're gonna learn a beautiful lesson about tasers and the uh, and the large intestine here in a second. You <laughs> You'll love this. <laughs> so he's he's got his Fanta. Saddam's nephew wants his Fanta. My guy Wyatt says, "No, fuck you. This is this is mine." So they squabble over it. The, the LT actually takes Saddam's side, and that that bitch needs ooh, he needs a beating. He needs to come to Jesus wall-to-wall counseling moment. So Wyatt Earp says no. They start scuffling. His his assistant Money Mike, almost jumps in until Wyatt tases Saddam's nephew. So he tases him with the wires, gets him on the ground, yanks. He he, he this he lets go the trigger. Pulls off the the tip with the extensions, dry tases him directly. Fun fact if you tase someone, if you dry tase someone continuously for 18 seconds, they will shit themselves. (laughs) It's gonna happen. So he dry tases him until he shits himself. And he's forced to give, he is forced to give the Fanta to Sam's nephew, but after he shits himself. And what happens is he goes and he gets his Fanta. The next part of the story is, involves the wahhabis now the wahhabis the wahhabis and the Salafi are the ruling class of the sunni side of the house of islam they have one minor disagreement about one sheikh other than that they march in spiritual religious lockstep without 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 problem al-qaeda won't fuck with the wahhabis that's how that's how hardcore they are yeah yeah so and oh bucca was built on the bu- the prison that is Buka was built on a landfill. So if you want something and you don't know where to get it, you just start digging until you find it. <laughs> AKs, grenades, RPGs, you name it, just start digging. So what they did is a, is this. This is no joke. They would, They would monitor. They would keep an eye on one guard, and just monitor him. Dude ultimately felt a, fell asleep, and he was yanked out of country after that. Because what happened was they made a gravestone and they dug up the dirt in front of it to simulate that it was a grave. And they had guard individual guards' names. Wyatts was on there. It was one of his names. And they wait for the guy to come up on the catwalk. They point to him. They point to the grave and they go like this with a, slit, a throat slitting slap. The, another LT was watching this in his binoculars. And he hands the he's like he's like he hands the the binos to to Wyatt and he says, "Dude, you might want to take a look at this." Wyatt was Wyatt's name was on one of the was on one of the grave markers. That when the process of telling that story, that's the moment he almost had a panic attack. And I'm like, "Oh my shit, he's going to PTSD the house." Okay, <laughs> that's why I'm protective of him. And that's why when I would collaborate with people and collaborate with potential publishers, I was the, I was the bear who consumed 88 pounds of crack. I would, I would say to them, you can touch this part of the book, but you can't touch this part of the book. You cannot do any heavy editing and, and, and content. And that's gotcha. just cost yep. me a lot of publishers because they would want to screw with content as much as pop to, for what, for whatever reason, for a storing telling thing. And I'm like, okay, you can touch my stuff, but you leave this alone because these guys, here's the thing at the end of the day, the publisher doesn't have to feel the feel live with the disrespect that the collaborators feel if they just rat fucked machine gun, fuck that content. I have to live with that. So I was protective of my guys to a fault. to that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. To a horrible fault, but yeah. So All right. Yeah, so again, it's only, it's only on Amazon, right? And it's only I, on
4: Amazon right now. Um, I'm going to get with my public, my new publicist, and my new uh, uh, publishing consultant. We're going to see what we can do to ramp things up because I've got other projects that I'm tying to the book, and I'm going to try to kind of get everything consolidated on one website because my next project and I, I, it's all tied to the book in the sense that I talk like there's one story near the end of the book about um, my grandmother, my potheaded grandmother, Doobysaurus, and how she cooked a turkey.
1: Dubisaurus. Yeah.
4: Dude, I, 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 I like I told you, but I know, dude. No, 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 she's been
3: smoking weed for 40 years, dude. I would put her bong hit for bong hit up against Snooper Willie. Yeah. Not joking.
1: Yeah, I was a unicorn, so yeah, wow, you got I, I, Nick, I love you, but. She'd smoke you under the table. Oh, I bet. I bet. Yeah. So uh, I, I, like, I wasn't walking around blaze all day, but uh, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> I still had a job to do. Um, yeah.
4: She's been smoking for 40 damn years, but man, she could cook. And is that. And my grandfather, and my dad's side of the family, who was the biggest dick I ever met in my life. He he made me eat Brussels sprouts and they were nasty as shit. For some reason, I decided I could do better and I did better. Um and I learned how to cook food in a watermelon on YouTube one night, and I mentioned some of this stuff in the book, and I'm kind of linking things together so I can give this to the veteran community and say, here, take this, run with this, use this. I I want, really what I want is a veteran like you reading the book, the wife to get a hold of it and say, and your excuse to not go to therapy is what? This dude just, just unloaded his whole soul. He's his, Fucked in the head if, is you, if not worse. And he's still doing this and he's still trying. I want it, I want it to be to where it's like, oh, dude, okay, I have no excuse. I'll call the vet center and start and, and schedule an appointment. I, I mean, th- I'm at a point where they've got me doing that transcranial magnet therapy th- th- because the, the, the counseling just isn't working. So, yeah, I'm getting help. And if I can say, get it, the veteran community to set to the point where they're like, I literally have no excuse to not get help now because this dude just went all the way off the deep end and basically chronicled it. And the spot, I want the spouse to read it and be like, call the vet center right now. Your ass is going to therapy. You have no excuse. So yeah. No,
1: yeah, that's, a, that's a good point. I did that book Earl, last show about, you know, going to therapy and mm-hmm. I don't care how tough you are, what your MOS was, you know, I mean, I can compare ERBs with a lot of people who think that mm-hmm. they got like, but again, it's, each person has to fight their battle, has to fight their demons. Mm. And it it does help to see somebody else's, right? And Mm. then that's why it's a good thing. But you're not going to win the fight by yourself. No. That's what what Veteran Trash Talk is all about is, you know, but then again, going back to how I started the show out is don't think that your problem is above reproach or that you can't, that nobody else can help you with it, that nobody else understands you. Right. Like I might not have had the same experiences as you in Iraq or Afghanistan, mm-hmm. but I had issues in Iraq and Afghanistan. They're mm-hmm. not the same as yours, but they are issues. Right. So, yeah, uh, go to Amazon, go to we did not deserve the crapper. Uh, again, we promote veteran owned businesses here, authors, uh, nonprofits, for profits. Doesn't matter or if you just want to come on and tell your story as a squad all right, or a fire team. That's what we're here for. And we do it for free. All right? and, and the karma is going to come. However, we do have great partners. All right, our partners like 10th Mountain Whiskey, they're with us every step of the way. Every event that we go speak at, they show up,
3: mm-hmm. right?
1: When we were doing the warrior ride with uh, Ultimate Sacrifice Foundation, they showed up, right? And then they, they, they <laughs> were helping people out. Then we got Fleet Techs. Well, I was, I was, yeah, I was in New York. So gave a speech in Rye, and we raised over $90,000 for the Ultimate Sacrifice Foundation. And it was just, it was a great time. And 10th Mountain showed up right and they were handing out bourbon and that also helps people get money out because they're getting a little Oof. buzzed up uh no it was uh it's they're really good partners and then fleet mm-hmm. text as well fleet text they sponsor our fight show and now they're partners with all veteran trash talk and mm-hmm. they just want to hire veterans so go to fleet all right and uh let's give uh chris the last word but again go on amazon we did not deserve the crapper check out our stores com, and veteran tra- com. All those things. Ah, uh, glad to have you on this Saturday, uh, Mickey. It was a blast. Uh, I can't wait to finish your book. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, it's a little raw, but then read it. Read it with uh, emotional intelligence to the point where it's not your story; it's his. Okay, so just just read it. Here's okay. what I'm going to say. I got I got
4: to get this out. I really need to get this out. I had a sweet little old church lady read my book. She got past the. She says once you get first the, fa- past the first 100 to 150 pages. She literally called it easy reading, but it's like, here's the thing. Here's what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I made it simple enough for a crayon-eating marine to read. Okay. Right. Yeah, you got no excuses at this point. Here's what I'm going to say. I, I've got, I'm going to mention my other projects that I linked to this. The co- the, the cookbook. And again, it's, e- it's easy enough to read for a crayon-eating marine to read and use. I made it that damn simple. I'm making <laughs> it that damn simple. And I'm going to get a chef... To help me write it to to, to clap to class it up from prison comfort food to, to gourmet five star gourmet shit you know <laughs> I'm doing uh, what I will simply refer to as a, a hybrid brick oven smoker that I got at one of my guys from Baghdad that I served with that's in the book is helping me because he's an engineer do the, de- design it to where we can take it I can take it to a fabricator. And build a prototype. We're building proto. We're, g- we're about to be into the prototype building stage here pretty soon. Hopefully by Thanksgiving, I'm doing those two things, and I'm also going to do a writer's guide to help veterans and first responders and all that write their stories like I wrote mine. That'd
1: be cool. And it's yeah. from a
4: mindfulness standpoint. To it, it's 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 like ABS. You know, you build pressure, you hold, and then you degrade to to avoid spinning out. I'm going to help you get either avoid the writer's block or get through the writer's block to get the most. Cause okay. Your brain is like an old school. Oh, you know what? I'll do you one better. Let- okay. Okay. This is an oldest dirt scan tool. Okay. You got to get the information from your brain into the scan tool. So somebody can use it. Right. Well, my goal for the writer's guide is to make, is to make the, tra- the 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 content as raw as po- and raw and complete as possible from your brain to the to the scan tool so you can use as much of it as possible because here's the thing when i interviewed all my guys they will tell you the same thing i told them when you interview somebody you can not only not censor them, you have to actively discourage them from censoring themselves to literally tell them you don't have any right to say what is or is not applicable, what does or does not apply as far as the story is concerned. I, I, the editor, the, the author, and all that, and I'll have my editor help to... I decide that you your your only job is to barf up the entirety of your scarred veteran's soul, and I help you arrange what
1: is it, it, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, so that's what I'm going to help the veteran do. All and, right, no, we look forward to that. So let us know when you're done with that. But uh, we got birthdays to go celebrate. So right, Chris,
3: cool. Chris, close us out. Yeah. Dude. Thank you. Mhm. 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 Yeah. All right, Len, we love you.
1: what's up sports fans are you looking for a job do you want to change in careers do you want to own your own business i got the answer for you this show is brought to you by fleet techs fleet techs is partnering with veterans with mechanical or electronic experience fleet techs specializes in on-site deployment of gps tracking equipment and cameras for fleet vehicles across our nation check out what they do at www.fleettechs.com apply today Currently targeting veterans living in Michigan, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Tennessee. Local work and travel opportunities may be available in other areas. Fleet Tech's proudly supports our military, its service members, our veterans, and their families.
3: Enjoy the show.